Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, gold Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989-898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989-898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989 with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989-898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. I was shocked, when, you know, just over 6 years ago. I was told about this individual and then I offered to help uh, and I did help and I was thanked uh, by the FBI. Get this bum uh, off the show. Get, get off the show and tell your story, walking. So that's Eric Swalwell, the biggest, loudest anti-Trumper in American political history. The louder he screamed, the more he was hiding. You all know by now what he was hiding. The lady spy from China. He makes believe he knew nothing about it. Now, that's only one shoe that has dropped. We haven't heard about the other shoes yet. We all know about Feinstein's show for 20 years. She didn't know he was a spy. Are you joking with all the business, uh, et cetera? So how come we don't know about these things? How come it's just coming out now? Well, now it's safe for the vermin in the media to let it all out, make believe that they're neutral. See, they're going to need you to believe that they're not biased, the vermin at CNN the vermin at the New York Times, the left-wing vermin at the Huff Post. They need you to think that they're somewhat objective. So they're leaking little stuff like this. They're throwing guys like Eric Swalwell overboard. So you get the idea. Well, you know, they're, they're kind of fair. No, they're not fair. Welcome to the Savage Nation, the edition today. This today's edition, the 9th of December already. Wow. My main question is, has the population of the nation moved left? The answer is yes. It's not even a question. There was a web news race posted the other day on page views. And all you got to do is look at the web news race to see which way the country is moving. CNN is number one. Now, you may hate CNN. I despise them. If I could, I'd have them arrested. If I personally could, I'd have Wolf Blitzer and Jake Tapper put into prison and their assets seized for what they've done to this country. But... 
in a way, I'm only a talk show host and their competitor. Small competitor, true, but a competitor. And an important competitor because I have a large following of thinking people. CNN number one, Google News number two, New York Times number three, Fox News number four, Yahoo News five, Drudge six, Wash Post seven, Politico, USA Today, BuzzFeed, CNBC, blah, blah, blah. And then you look at the list and you realize that in the web news race, the left has moved drastically up. The number one talk show host on cable news is none other than that despicable hag, Rachel Madcow. She is despicable in many ways because she makes believe that she's intelligent. And by sneering as though she's in a group with her sorority friends from college, that passes for intelligence and intellect. But she's, she actually beat everyone in the, the cable news race on TV. What does that tell you? It tells you that. My question is valid. Has the population of the nation moved left? Now, why has that happened? There are three reasons. One, massive third world immigration. Most of them do not speak English, so it's easy for them to follow a storyline that is somewhat socialistic. Poor education, number two. And number three, and most important, of why the population has moved left is the COVID economic lockdowns have devastated people and they need the government to help them. I don't care who you are politically, you know and I know that the government is gonna have to bail people out or there's gonna be massive starvation. And by the way, since we're talking about government bailouts, I know this is an embarrassing thing for all of you diehard conservatives. Did you ever study the list of so-called small government loudmouths in the radio who took PPP money? They were preaching smaller government, small government, and they were online with their hands out with a begging cup. Brent Bozell, conservative news service on the, on the welfare line. Dennis Prager, Prager University. That's a laugh unto itself. A one-man university. He took PPP money. And this is the same klutz who for years was screaming about, small government. I'm for small government. But he had the hand out with the begging cup. No one seems to care. But people need government to help them. And... Uh, and there's a massive, massive, massive poverty uh, line in this country that's growing, and it's going to get so big, so big, right after the inauguration, we're going to see a, a collapse. I predict that we're going to have a collapse close to the Great Depression. Now, you, may, you may not want to hear it. I don't see how you can avoid it. Tell me how you avoid it. When you have a governor like you have in New York or in California, who is so dumb and blind to what's going on around them that they devastate every restaurant in the country, every uh, restaurant in their state, rather. Did you see it's a ghost town in San Francisco? Where are those people supposed to get money from? Well, you say, well, and it's a plan. They want to destroy the economy so they become the number one supplier of all the things people need. I mean, I've heard that argument. I don't know that I buy it. I think it's just based upon stupidity rather than such a Machiavellian idea. I think most of these people are not as smart as you may think they are. And they get over their head, they listen to dumber people than they are, and they wind up making the, the wrong decisions. After telling restaurants to build outdoor dining facilities, which the restaurants were in such trouble last spring, and they, they complied with the governors, they built these outdoor spaces in New York, LA, San Francisco. They spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to build these things. And now along come these bureaucrats and say, now you can't even have people dining outdoors. 
So they're all going to be out of business. And that includes the immigrants. Now, I have my ear to the ground. I have, I've, heard, I've heard the rumbling from the Mexican workers, uh, the others. They hate the governor. They hate, he's the most unpopular, hated governor in the history of California. I'm not saying that he's a bad guy. I'm saying he's been so misled and made so many bad decisions based upon bad advice that it has devastated the economy of the state of California. And I don't think it will recover very, very soon. Now, there's a recall effort here in California. And they're worried about it, as they should be, because he's the most unpopular governor in history between the fires and now this COVID shutdown, the lack of leadership, the hypocrisy. Everyone knows about the dining. People are freaking out. And even the most uneducated busboy knows that there's no leadership here. But I want to go to the listenership itself which is about the uh, population of the nation moving left. Do you agree with me on that or not? Now, another topic that I want to talk about, uh, by the way, on that issue of the, uh, of the restaurants, the L.A. restaurants have won a court battle over closures. Did you know that? They finally found a judge with brains who said that the devastation to the population of closing the restaurants is greater than the COVID epidemic itself. Could you imagine there's a judge who can think clearer than the governor? How do you like that? Now, you say, well, a vaccine's coming. Well, I ain't taking it. Just as I told you, in the United Kingdom, patients are getting allergic reactions. Did you know that? In Russia, they're going to force it down people's throats. But did you know that Putin himself won't take the Sputnik vaccine? Did you see that one? And they told Russians they can't drink after the vaccine in Russia. They're telling Russians they can't drink for two, three weeks after they get the, the vaccination. Are you joking in Russia? The lockdowns, by the way, are causing huge spikes in mental breakdowns and suicide. And while this is going on, you've got the Biden-Harris team of demons welcoming caravans of ill, sick, broke, unskilled hordes that are about to break over the U.S. border. Caravans, hundreds of thousands of sick, broke, unskilled hordes from Central America, Central America, and hiding amongst them Middle Easterners. Africans about to break into the United States, many of them sick with COVID. What sense does it make? The answer is it's no sense because idiots are running virtually everything. And speaking of the vaccine, whatever happened to all of those lesbian feminists and fellow travelerettes who were screaming about abortion, my body, my choice. If I want to abort my baby, I'll abort it and throw it in the toilet bowl. If I want to cut the, the, the baby out and throw it into a dumpster and go back to a dance party, I'll do it. Go to hell. It's my body, my choice. Remember all the big mouth radical feminists, my body, my choice. But take the vaccine, they're saying, that same group. In New York, a radical feminist from the Upper West Side who converted a hotel into a homeless hotel, which destroyed a neighborhood, is calling for mandatory vaccines in the United States of America. No more my body, my choice. It's take the vaccine or we'll put you in jail. And who's behind it? The very same people who were screaming my body, my choice. Now, speaking about my body, my choice, some of the very same people who would not close the gay bathhouses have closed the restaurants. Say, well, no, you had no right to round people up and stop them from going to the bathhouses during the AIDS epidemic. But we have every right to destroy the restaurant business because we said so. My body, my choice? I don't think so. And that's some of the things we're going to talk about today. The allergic reactions to the vaccination, 
the Chinese targeting the dumbest members of Congress, like Swalwell, it was the biggest uh, mouth in the history of the anti-Trump movement. The louder he screamed, the more he was hiding. Now he's saying, no, oh, no, no, I wasn't hiding anything. Why, the FBI gave me clearances. Which FBI? Your FBI or the real FBI? What FBI? Who's FBI? My, my FBI, your FBI, his FBI. There seems to be a multitude of FBIs out there. So speaking of Chinese spies and Chinese spying, would you please raise your hand in the audience if you read my novel, A Time for War? I know it's not remembered. It was a New York Times bestseller, not covered by the same uh, propaganda sheet called the SF Chronicle, even though I'm a local boy who made so good. It was about this novel, the uh, Jack Catfield novel. It's very important you hear this. I don't care if you buy the book or not. It doesn't matter to me. It was written, published rather, in, um, I'm looking for it right now, February 2013. It was called A Time for War. And it was about the Chinese spying here in America. And it opens with a Chinook helicopter carrying a squad of Navy SEALs suddenly plummeting to earth in Afghanistan. Do you remember when all those Navy SEALs were killed on that single Chinook helicopter, how I railed for weeks about it, that I knew it was a setup, they were killed on purpose? Do you remember that? And the parents of several of them called this show. Do you remember any of this? You probably don't, because it didn't make it to CNN and the other influential websites on the web. The vermin at the New York Times wouldn't cover it. The stinkers at the Huff Post wouldn't cover it. You could hardly find the story anywhere. But I told you that you don't put an entire Navy SEAL unit on a Chinook. It's an old helicopter of Vietnam era. But then in my novel, I talk about a car driven by FBI agents tailing a suspicious vehicle being mysteriously rendered immobile in San Francisco. How? They were using EMP blasts in my novel. And then the body of a Chinese agent is found floating miles from the Golden Gate Bridge after being fed to sharks. And I wrote, the United States is under secret attack. And only Jack Hatfield, a popular television host, hounded from his position by left-wing forces in the media for speaking the truth, suspects the danger of this lethal conspiracy. And with the help of Dover Griffith, an idealistic young female staffer at an, the Office of Naval Intelligence, Hatfield pursues a trail leading to a billionaire American electronics entrepreneur who has sold out his own country with the help of officials at the highest level of the American government. And that was my novel. It was beautiful. I loved writing it. It opens in the Tangi Valley, Afghanistan, as the fellow SEALs join, uh, board the CH-47D Chinook and how it goes down and what they see at the last second as it goes down. I knew who the villains were. I got chills reading it to you right now because nothing's ever been disclosed about that. We'll never hear any more about the killing of those Navy SEALs. Putting all those SEALs in one helicopter, an old helicopter, and it all going down at once? Okay. Now, if I read you the sex scene from the novel where uh, Jack and Dover uh, do it, you'd be interested. What I've said to you prior to that is of no interest to you whatsoever. Because America has become Kardashianized to the extent that there is zero intellect left, even in the universities. So I think I will now take a break and not read you the sex scene from A Time for War. Back in a minute. Savage. So if this were the podcast, I would read you the sex scene from A Time for War. But since this is uh, broadcast radio, we can't do those kinds of things. But it's well written. There's a lot of good things in there. Well, Jack Cradle of Dog, that's, that was based on Teddy. 
His eyes went to the blue-eyed blonde, of course, standing behind him. Maybe it was his overtired mind, but there was a dreamy quality to the young woman. She was wearing an NYU sweatshirt and jeans. She was barefoot. Her open face had a friendly, welcoming quality that put him instantly at ease. It wasn't until then that he realized how tense he still was. Dover, Dover, he said, hi. Hi, Jack. Her smile was small but sincere. It occurred to him it was the first real smile he had seen since he left San Francisco. See, they're on his ship, the sea rider. He says, she says, I hope you don't mind, but I took a shower. I don't mind. Her scent reached him, then something fruity, apricot, apricot and woman. A yip from Eddie informed Jack that he had stopped scratching behind his ears without permission. Jack's fingers resumed their massage. Well, I'm going to stop right there. I, 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 you know, I'm trying to use the sex scene to get you to read the book, which you probably haven't looked at for a while, but it's all about Chinese espionage in America, a time for a thriller, Michael Savage, New York Times, selling author of Abuse of Power. This book is actually phenomenally ahead of its time, and it's based upon when the SEALs helicopter was brought down, not by accident, in the Tangy Valley, Afghanistan, completely forgotten by the vermin in the media, who are now number one in the news media. They never covered it. It has so many great scenes in San Francisco. I love the dialogues between Abe Coe and the leftist bookstore owner. And Doc Matson, the right winger, they were friends, but they argued over everything. And the dialogues were good, excellent, thrilling scenes out in the Farallones. The FBI San Francisco office, all important. But it's all about EMP blasts being used by the Chinese planted here in America. They're all over the place. All over the place. That's right. Whenever I would go into. Uh, Chinatown and have a, a wonderful meal as I did just before they closed the restaurants was it two three weeks ago I mean I don't look suspiciously at the bus boys or the waiters but why do they look so suspiciously at me I wonder that's the interesting question why am I the gaijin the one that's under suspicion not them uh, that's an interesting question but we could talk about the vaccines the rad libs are pushing the vaccine. No, no longer my body, my choice, but it's called my needle, you take it. From my body, my choice to it's my needle and we're going to stick it in your behind, whether you want it or not. And I'm saying, go ahead and make my day. Go try it. Go try it because I'll put that needle in your eye before you put it in my buttock. I am not taking that goddamn Frankenstein vaccine. It's going to kill more people than you can believe. Savage. So now I have some something for you. Last night, I did a, uh, a video while cooking dinner. I decided at the last minute to go live on Periscope. I was kind of missing my audience, and I love you, my audience. I mean, it's primarily driven by radio, all of my audience. But, you know, on Twitter, I have a significant following, as on Facebook. So once in a while, I'll go live on their video feature. And I was cooking a chicken dish with eggplant and red bell pepper. But it was more about politics mixed with cooking. As I was sautéing, I was sautéing political thoughts. Let's listen for a minute and see if it's any good. Robert, let's try I'm making it. a very simple COVID dinner. The restaurants are closed because of the gel head. Uh, I guess they're up at the French Laundry tonight. And we, the peasants, are told to let them eat cake. I predict there's going to be speakeasies with restaurants if there aren't. We've had enough of these people. They're so full of shit, it's disgusting. It's interesting to me that as fascism has arrived in America, it wasn't Donald Trump, it wasn't we on the right. It was the filthy scum on the left. 
Tonight I read a story an hour ago, half an hour ago, that an ultra-left-wing legislator on New York's Upper West Side, a lesbian feminist, no doubt, uh, wants the COVID vaccines to be mandatory. Isn't that interesting that it's the left that's the fascist? Isn't it always the left that's the fascist in these times? You've been hoodwinked. Many of you liberals don't even understand that it's the left that are the fascists. We on the so-called right are the only firewall between fascism and your loss of liberty. Anyway, but here we are. As I learned a long time ago, living well is the best revenge. And if you think you're going to put a needle in my arm, you got another guest coming, Johnson. You're not putting a needle in my arm. I have 12 ways to Sunday to avoid that vaccine, and I'm going to teach it to my audience. Everyone that wants to not comply is not going to comply. It's that simple. But remember what I said to you, living well is the best revenge. So it's a simple dinner tonight. And the main thing about simple dinners, oh, Helen Rosenthal. Oh, it's Helen Rosenthal turned a luxury hotel in the Upper West Side into a homeless shelter. That filthy piece of garbage. That filthy left-wing piece of crap. Why is it always the left-wing liberals who bring in fascism and hell? Be careful, my liberal friends, because there's a saying in the Bible, those who seek the wind will reap the whirlwind. I had a heart attack in December 2019. You want to do the heart attack? All right. Anyway, I liked it. It it got good. The food was pretty good. And the politics that worked into the frying pan were even better. As I was cooking the chicken and the eggplant and the bell red peppers, I was cooking liberals over a slow fire as well. And these cooking videos attract a fairly significant, I mean, not as many as a dummy with an IQ of 14 who shows her uh, front and back do on Instagram. All you do is show your TNA and you have a much bigger audience than anyone in the conservative media. That's all. That's all that matters. We become completely melted down. I don't know who started it, who ended it. I don't know how this is going to end. But I do know this, in the midst of it all, there's still a place for intelligence and loyalty and the principles that built this nation and will keep the nation going. We don't know how bad they're going to get. We only have an, a, a little inclination, a little, a little, little inclination of how bad they're going to get by who Biden is starting to appoint to major positions. He takes a radical from Black Lives Matter and puts her in charge of HHS. You don't know what's going on. Wait until you see what she does to the housing in this nation. Wait until you sh- wait until you see she'll try to deem any white couple living in the suburbs with more than one bedroom will have to use some of those empty bedrooms to house the homeless. Wait, you'll see. It'll be considered an emergency decree like the um, closing of the restaurants. Since you went along with the masks and the cl- and going out of business. So she'll say, no, okay, you're a good liberal couple. You're living there in Westchester, Marin County. Let's see, your children grew up, you have four bedrooms, there's only two of you, you're both over 60. We're going to take those three bedrooms temporarily now for the poor illegal aliens that you love so much and put them in your house. And we'll even give you an, um, a gift copy of Dr. Zhivago by Boris Pasternak, the one you should have read before you uh, voted for Biden. That's too much in one sentence, I get that. So, do you agree with me that the population of the nation has moved left? Yes. Absolutely. The COVID economic lockdown was the, the, third, the third leg of this stool. Massive third world immigration. Most all of them are left-wingers. 
poor education, meaning brainwashing, and then the COVID economic lockdowns bringing in uh, a disaster, an economic disaster. So people naturally want government to help them. And amongst those who got help were people like right-wingers like Brent Bozell of Conservative News Service, Dennis Prager of Prager University. They, they all preached small government until there was a handout, and they, they tripped over each other trying to get a few bucks from the government. But it didn't change, it didn't change your view of them because the cartel controls the media, meaning the uh, so-called conservative cartel. You never hear these names because they're all part of the same handout job. What do you want to talk about today? Has the country moved to the left? Yes or no? Robin in Georgia is first up. Robin, you're calling on my question, has the population of the nation moved left? What do you think? Yes, yes, the population is moving to the left, and I am one who helped to do that. As for here in Georgia, uh, we uh, have a population of, as far as Oswald and also Walnut elected as the officer, uh, as far as the Senate is concerned. I was the one who uh, recommended that uh, Walnut run as the only Democrat, as we call There was eight Democrats in the... So what is he doing that you... What do you like about him? He's a very racist man. A lot of things that came out of his mouth were extremely embarrassing for any fair-minded American. What is it you liked about Wal- Walnuts or whatever? And that's what Leftly said in the debate that uh, he was a leftly, uh, radical, uh, lefty, or whatever. But anyway, the, he, the, what I like about him is that with John A. Lewis, he was one of the members of his church, uh, Ebenezer Baptist Church, where Dr. Martin Luther King uh, was the pastor. And as far as the voters, Yeah, but they're the opposite of Martin Luther King Jr. Martin Luther King Jr. was a fair minded man. Martin Luther King Jr. preached uh, cooperation with white people, not hatred. Well, Dr. King, like I said, he's doing the same thing as Warnock. As far as Warnock is, uh, as one, I'm sure it was one of uh, Dr. King's mentors, um, as far as... Uh, but what I'm saying is Dr. King was a man who preached unity, not division. And the man you're backing is a divider, not a uniter. I don't know how you can lump him in with Martin Luther King Jr. Are you voting for him only because he worked with Martin Luther King Jr.? Is that it? No, not that own, because like I said, I do believe that God has defension into this. As far as John A. Lewis dying earlier this year. All right, so you're, you're definitely, you're, you're, you're a true believer. Whatever that guy does, you like, because he represents, in your mind, forces of good, not forces of evil. Is that correct? That is correct. That is All right, well, I, you know what, to each his own. I'm not going to change your mind. Your mind is made up. The country's divided enough. I'm going to tell you what to think. You're not going to believe it anyway. I'm actually thrilled that you even listened to me. I think I've heard from you over the years, right on and off, Robin? You have. You have heard from me, and I got one of your books there. I like for you send us more of your books. I'll be honest with you. Hey, Robin, hold it. Now, you're, you're, a, you're, you're an interesting guy because you're not what you, people would consider my demographic. You're an African-American from the Deep South. You're an extreme leftist. And yet you listen to the show. Do you listen just to laugh at me, or is there another reason? No, I listen to you and Rush Limbaugh because I, yeah, almost when you're enemies, you have to learn when you're in a wall. You have to learn out what your enemy is all about. Oh, really? Oh, well, then I know you're going to listen to my podcast because I, you're going to need your your loyal opposition. I wish you'd learn to call people like me your loyal opposition instead of your enemy. It might make you a better person. 
Well, I do think that you are a good person, beyond sincere. I'm not just saying that because you're on the air, but I feel that the reason why they want to take you off the air because when I did listen to you, it was during the nighttime, and I was really surprised that you was against George W. Bush and his administration and all this, I guess, brought him right back down to the 2000 election, even with the Supreme Court and Scalia. So you actually, you listen very carefully. You're, you're a man who has a deep, a deep memory as well. All right, well, I could send you a copy of this. We still have a time for war to send this man, send it over to the publisher, since he's such a loyal opponent to the show. Uh, uh, I can't guarantee, Robin, stay in the line. I can't guarantee the publisher will send it, um, but we'll try, okay? We'll try to send you a time for war. Now, that opens up 15 lines to the question. <laughs> the question of has the population of the nation moved left? I don't think anyone cares about that question. Now, there were other things I was going to talk about, like the vaccine, but I'm not so sure anyone cares about it. I think most of the people are sheeple. They're going to do what the government tells them. If they told you to jump off a bridge because it's good for your health, would you jump off a bridge? Sure, because the government told you to do it. And let's see. Karen Bass says lockdowns and curfews are scientific guidance. What would Karen Bass know about scientific guidance? What? This is the same woman who screams racism when she goes to the toilet. Everything's racist. Governor Cuomo, Americans should be skeptical of any FDA-approved vaccine. This is in October. Now we want you to take it. Uh, okay, let, you want to hear Meatball just for fun? Play clip 10. Let's hear Governor Meatball just for some entertainment. First, we're going to have to have a real public education campaign to ba battle the skepticism. Uh, just think of the math on this. You have to get to 75% to 85% of the overall population vaccinated for the vaccine to be effective. 75 to 85%. 50% of the population says right now they don't want to take the vaccine. Uh, they don't trust the approval process. Uh, they're worried about vaccines in general, but 50% are now saying they don't want to take the vaccine. You cannot get to 75% if 50% don't take it. That's, even I can do that math. Uh, so we're going to need a real public education to dispel the skepticism oh. that already exists. Oh, we need a, r a real public education. In other words, we need a brainwashing to dispel people with the independent minds necessary to survive in a world run by meatballs like you back in a minute. Savage. All right, my friends. So the main topic today is, is the population of the nation moving to the left. Now, you look at the top USA News websites, and when you see that propagandists who belong in a prison at CNN are number one, when you see intellects on the level of Pinocchio, like Jake Tapper, when you see, uh, I don't even have the right word for him. I would like to use a word that has such power to it for Wolf Blitzer or Judenrat. When you see Judenrat's like Wolf Blitzer keeping their job as long as Fauci has, you ask yourself, who is behind these? Who is behind these websites? How did the New York Times move up to number two? How did they become so popular? And we know that they're extremely leftist. How did a failed website like the Huffington Post become number three when we know what they are? And so you say, well, maybe the country is moving to the left. Well, of course it is. People want government to help them. Then there's the uh, Trump factor. I mean, I'd be a fool not to mention the Trump factor. 
as much as he is loved by many of us, and you can count me in that group, he is hated by an equal number, if not more, in the country. And so there's been a reaction to his, polariz- his polarizing delivery, his polarizing ways. Let's put it to you that way. And so they run to the other side. Everything he says, they want to hear the other side. So the country's been polarized, and the country's moved to the left, and it's going to get so, wor- so bad. After the inauguration and the vaccination and the cauterization of the American mind that is coming, you're not going to believe the country you're living in. I really wish I could take a caller or two. Gino in Pacifica, line nine, a minute or less, please. You're on the uh, Savage Nation. Hey, Dr. Savage, God bless you, and thanks a lot for being there. Thank you. What's up? Um, What's on your mind? Well, I... Well, I learned it. What was it uh, back in high school? It's Radio Free Europe. It was like, okay, radio, no, radio, free the country up. Thank God we're on the airways and the satellites are working. Uh, Dr. Savage, thanks a lot for bringing up the love. I'll tell you something. Bringing up, wait, bringing up the who? You're bringing up. Bringing up, bringing up the lunch? I didn't bring up my lunch. I didn't even eat it yet. I'm sorry, sir. I can't hear you. I, that was like a great call. It didn't work. What I saw on the board, he called me the Chuck Yeager of talk radio. Instead, he talked about bringing up my lunch. I don't understand that call, Jim. I think he got fatumbled and nervous. No, it happens. People get on the air and they get fatumbled. They get tongue-tied. They step on their tongue. It, it, hey, look, guy, I'm not putting you down. The Westwood One Podcast Network. Spans of the spoken word. Welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book. See the movie. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Welcome to our two, that's all. So today's discussion is about has the population of the nation moved left? And the answer is yes. And what, is, what am I using as a metric? I'm using the web news race. CNN is the number one web news site, if you could believe it. As vile and as propagandist and as low IQ as they are, they're number one. Google News, number two. New York Times, number three. Fox News, number four. They're to the left. They were moving to the left against Trump for a while. Yahoo, then Drudge, Wash Post, Politico, USA Today. BuzzFeed, etc. So <clears throat> what's happened here is that many of you were saying for months, what happened to Drudge? What happened to Drudge? Uh, he saw which way the country was moving. Or did he move the country as the country was moving? Well, he didn't move the country. But as Drudge moved to the left and moved away from Trump, in my analysis, he moved many people away from Trump, which could be one of the reasons Trump lost. That, that's my analysis. Look. You got to understand, I'm giving you my opinion. I'm just looking from the outside in. 
But he didn't move the country to the left. He saw which way the country was going. And he moved with the country is how I saw it. And that's how he started to change the flavor of his uh, of his amazing website. So now his headline is Vax Allergy Warning Anaphylactic Reaction. No kidding. Yeah, really? No kidding. Are you going to take it? I'm not. New, new vaccine billionaires gain wealth. Oh, I'm shocked by that. You mean there's vaccine billionaires? I didn't know that. I didn't. That's why I wrote Virus Profiteers in a time in my book uh, that I just wrote. I told you about the virus profiteers. I saw which way they were coming, where they were coming from. But added, well, they have, you got bread lines, people online, food pantry lines, and they're surging. Bio and tech, $4 billion in added wealth for its CEO and founder, Urger Sahin, Uger, 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 Uger. I'm not trying to be a wise guy because Uger has a derogatory saying in uh, slang Yiddish. And I don't know how, how to pronounce his name. I don't know whether it's Uger or Yuger. But if you know slang Yiddish, Yuger is, he made $4 billion additional. German twins Thomas and Andreas Strungmann have added $8 billion to their net worth this year from this vaccine company. Moderna CEO Stephanie Bankel gained $4.8 billion wealth this year, giving them a net worth of $5.3 billion. Meanwhile, there's bread lines, food lines. So what's going to come next year? <laughs> well, look back on the Great Depression. You'll see what uh, Biden and Harris are going to be doing. And I guarantee you the Pelosi uh, squad will be involved deeply in the, uh, in the whole deal, one way or the other. So uh, that's the question. That's all. Is the country moving to the left? I think the answer is yes. It's that simple. And then there's the vaccine issue. Is it safe? The answer is the f- absolutely not. They don't know what the hell they're doing. How do I know it? Because they do. In, in England, they were using two different vaccines because toward the end, at the end of the road, they didn't know wh- which one would work. So they used, have you ever heard them using two different vaccines on, on a single person like a guinea pig? Never. It's never been done in history. There have not been enough trials for us to say with any degree of certainty that these vaccines are safe enough to inflict upon a massive population. And so that's why 50% of the population says, hell no, I won't go. So who's pushing the vaccine? Leftists. Isn't that odd? I would say that my politics are more libertarian than they are right wing. I'm certainly opposed to a government imposing a vaccine on me. And I won't take it. I'll tell you right now, I'll get it out based on my, uh, my reaction to certain things in my life, my allergies. You can get out. I mean, there's so many ways out of getting that vaccine. There are many legal ways to decline a vaccine. And if you ask whether the vaccine has MRC5 in it, which they all do, there are aborted fetal cells and other DNA, yes. And if the vaccine does have MRC5 in it, you have the right to decline. But if you go up there and say, I'm not going to take the vaccine, they'll probably force you to take it. So you ask the dumb doctor a question or two. And you ask about iatrogenic reactions, which they're showing. Doctor, if you ask him, is there any chance of, a, of an iatrogenic reaction? And that's a, an adverse reaction caused by several compounds of drugs interacting with each other. The answer is yes, because they all do. So when the doctor says yes, that's it, you walk out. You don't scream, you don't yell. Now, I can give you legal ways out when the time comes. Because I don't want you to take this Frankenstein vaccine and wind up 
We don't know the long-term effects, let alone the short-term effects. This was rushed. I want to remind you of something here. When Donald Trump was on this show, God bless him, what was it, a month ago? Remember, he got COVID, then he came on the show before the election. You remember, he heard me before he came on the show putting down the vaccine, saying I won't take it. Remember, he even said to me, Michael, I miss you. And then he said, I hear that you're not a fan of the vaccine, something like that. He said something to that effect. He heard that. This is nothing new to my audience. Am I an anti-vaxxer? Absolutely not. Did my children get vaccinated when they were young? Yes. Yes, I'm not an anti-vaxxer per se. I'm an anti-this vaccination because there have not been enough tests with sufficient numbers of people to give us the clarity we need to say yes. Now you're seeing what's happening with it in England, in the UK. You have uh, anaphylactic reactions. You have allergy, allergic reactions. What do you think is going to happen now? What's going to happen now with the anaphylaxis? Allergy risk on Pfizer jab day before FDA meet to give green light to vaccine. UK regulators warn people with significant food and medicine allergies not to take it, not to take it after two health workers suffer anaphylactic reaction. You could die from an anaphylactic reaction. Two British healthcare workers who got the vax on Tuesday have had allergic reactions. Warning people with severe food and medicine allergies, that's me, not to get it yet as a precaution. But you know in the U.S. it's more fascistic here when it comes to health than it is even in England. Okay? 111 people among the 20,000 who were given a placebo. 111 people among the 20,000 who were given a placebo also had allergic reactions, which made scientists dismiss it. They said it's, uh, you know, placebo effect. But during its trial phase, 137 of the 20,000 who got that vaccine had allergic reactions. As soon as the U.S. could start giving out the doses is December 15th. It will not become widespread until March or April. Okay, they're going to have some war on their hands. Very big war coming up. When you hear Governor Meatball in New York saying we need to get 75% of the people injected and 50% of the population is saying we're not taking it, but we're going to educate them, what does that mean? Well, Hitler educated the population too around the clock. Yeah, Hitler educated the population. Stalin educated the population. All of the fascists educate their population. Pol Pot educated the population around the, uh, around the clock. When he says ed- educate, he means brainwash. That's what meatballs do. They impose it. You know, he's like a Caesar. Governor Cuomo reminds me of a modern-day guy playing a, a Caesar-like character, you know, like a Roman, uh, a Roman uh, epic. You, you give him a helmet and a toga. That's what he will. I put him in a helmet and a toga. He's not playing west of the Hudson. No one likes that act anymore out here, the tough guy. You know that the tough guy thing doesn't work in politics. I don't know if you know this. This is another, you know, I've not gotten into the whole thing, the acting part of politics. This is an interesting thing that I want to talk about for a minute because I just opened up a, a whole thought chamber. Okay, so Donald Trump played the tough guy or was the tough guy, or is the tough guy, it doesn't really matter, but he played a tough leader. And it's sold to some, but turned off others. So some people liked him being the strong leader. Others hated him for being the strong leader. You get that? Now you got Mr. Mr. Mild comes along. He makes believe he's a nice, mild guy. At the beginning, he was a pretty vile guy with the white privilege, white men no good. That was Biden last January. Then they pulled him back for training, retraining. They shut his mouth. 
They reprogrammed them. They massaged the, the act. They brought in the actors from Hollywood, the trainers, the teachers. And they said, don't play the tough guy. You play the opposite of Trump. You play the nice uncle, the nice uncle who's going to make everything good again. So then he came out as Mr. Mild Joe, right? Uncle Joe, the nice Uncle Joe. Notice he never got angry, never yelled. So people like a politician who's not mean, who's not, who's not, not dominant. They don't really like, I like dominant per- personalities who are pushing the proper agenda. I, I go for a macho alpha men as a, as a citizen of a country. I don't mean I'm in love with them. I'm saying I prefer a strong dominant personality in a male leader because at least I know where he's coming from. I've always liked strong personalities and I've, uh, I react to strong personalities one way or the other. So what I'm saying is this is what we have right now. We have Biden played the nice guy. And the country responded, and they moved to the left. I, you can talk about the stolen election if you want, and you know save your Confederate money because Trump will rise again. If you want to do that, go ahead. And you could call me every name under the sun for not joining in the fight movement to take it to the courts. Okay, you could say anything you want. Uh, it's not where I'm going right now. Biden's president. He's going to be president. Harris will be president shortly thereafter, which I've said to you for at least six months. That she, whoever he picks for the VP, watch out. She's she will be the president within six months. I said that before he picked Harris. Remember that? Okay, it doesn't matter what I said and whether you remember. Okay, it doesn't matter. People don't remember yesterday's uh, lunch, let alone what I, I said three months. <laughs> you know, I love all those talk shows. We have to keep proving to you who we are. How could he make Pete Buttigieg ambassador to China? What sense does it make, Jim? What sense does it make for Biden to pick Buttigieg and make him ambassador to China? Do you actually think the Chinese are gay friendly? I mean, you want to be clear about this? It's not particularly a, um, a homophilic nation. The Chinese government is, is really very homophobic. So why would Biden impose a gay male couple upon China as their ambassador to China? What, what sense? What is he trying to do here? Antagonize the Chinese before it even starts? Oh, boy, I don't know who's making these decisions, and I don't think it's, uh, we know it's not Joe. Is it Jill? Is it Jill, a sociology professor? Is she really running the country? Could be. Maybe it's Jill. Joe could be eating jelly beans in the basement. What do I know? Playing pinball. Billionaire shocked by son's quick $50 million trading loss. Oh, thank God he lost the money. Who's that one? All right, there's lots of headlines, but the main question, did you want me to talk about UFOs and ETs? You know, that story this morning got my attention. Former Israeli space security chief says ETs exist and Trump knows about it. All right, what are you going to do about it? Is the cooking good up there? That's all I want to know. Is there any food up there that we can get other than takeout? They have open restaurants up there in the intergalactic uh, space station food network. Did they figure out how to stop COVID up there in the ET world? I have a friend who's been into this ET thing for 50 years. I, I, I say, leave me alone already with this stuff. Even if it exists, I don't care. He says he was visited when he was five in Brooklyn. He heard him on a phone. I don't know what to make of the whole thing. I have enough trouble on this planet with aliens coming over the border that I don't have to worry about intergalactic aliens and whether they're here or not. I'm worried about those coming over through Mexico, not whether they're coming from Mars or Jupiter. Or another, you know, galaxy. I'm worried about another galaxy. 
I don't have enough troubles on this planet. But, you know, that's a big topic. That's like an overnight Art Bell topic. Remember that? He, didn't he always do this E.T. stuff? People move in the middle of the night. Ooh, 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 ooh. And people like that. People love that at night because they have nothing to do. The insomniacs who can't sleep, they listen to overnight radio. It's like, yeah, this is a big topic at night. The ETs and the UFOs, and they landed in the Area 53 and Area 54. Just drive through downtown six, uh, San Francisco, you'll see Area 59. You'll see what they did to this city. You'll take a look at what the aliens in the state capital have done to the city. You don't have to look to, uh, to Jupiter to see what aliens can do to a country or a city. Just take a look at downtown Los Angeles. Take a look at the homeless encampments in Los Angeles and San Francisco. Take a look at the vermin on the left and what they're doing in Portland without being shot, and you'll know what alien leftists can do to a country. So don't, I'm going to worry about intergalactic aliens when I have them in every state house here in the California, in the city run by aliens, four aliens. Take a look at what the aliens have done to this country. It is a time for war. That's why I wrote that novel years ago. And it is our fight for America, and the war is continuing. And unfortunately, this is not the time to develop those ideas. I have to take a break. Thank you. I'll be back. Savage. There are aliens amongst us. Yes, there are. They are found in every state capital where homeless encampments abound. Yes, the aliens have invaded the mayorships as well. Mayors who claim to be citizens but are acting like aliens from another galaxy as they put one business after another out of business in the name of business. And that is why I'm not too concerned about intergalactic aliens amongst us because we have enough of them in the state houses and in the mayor's offices in the United States of America. But if you want to talk about that, we can. Country moving to the left, yes. Is the vaccine safe? No. Now, to be clear, you cannot get, get the virus from the vaccine. You cannot contract the coronavirus from the vaccine because the mRNA vaccines that Pfizer and Moderna are making don't use the live virus. But the side effects are worrisome, boys and girls. Now, I say, well, that shows it's working. In fact, if you die from it, it shows it really worked. Working so well, the patient died, but... That vaccine is safe, I tell you that. And if you don't believe me, we'll strap you down and the governor will inject you himself. That's right. Intense symptoms after the second shot. Wow. Can you imagine what's going to go on in this country as people start falling over from this? Oh, it's safe and effective. This way to the egress. The showers are right over there. After you collapse from the shot, we'll put you in a nice warm shower and give you a nice warm bed. If not, we have a nice set of caskets, which you can choose in advance. That's the story, my friends. Savage. All right, so I'll take your calls on the main topic we've been talking about is the population of this nation moving to the left. Okay. But here are some headlines. L.A. restaurants win a court battle over closures. Okay. 17 states tell the Supreme Court they support the Texas bid to reverse the Biden win. That's a huge story. FTC and states sue Facebook 
and could force Facebook to divest Instagram and WhatsApp. That's until the Facebook schmears off some people on the uh, FTC committee. Zuckerberg will have to, you know, fuel up the jet and go visit them with a few motel visits with him. Joe Biden's son, Hunter, under investigation for tax case. Brace yourself for intense symptoms after the second shot of the COVID vaccine. Trial participants warn. Don't tell that to the governors, though. Universal basic income could decimate cities next year, one bank says in its outlandish forecasts. No kidding. No, it would decimate cities. Where's the money supposed to come from? Of course, universal basic, basic income. So the bums can continue to smoke dope and drink and riot and just give them some money to do it. What are you, nuts? Yes. That's why I said the country has moved to the left. When you see them rioting in Portland and getting away with it, Hunter Biden under federal investigation for possible tax fraud. So they, they, they're going to get him. But, you know, here's what's going to happen. This is the outgoing Trump administration if he doesn't turn the election around doing this, right? But by the time the Harris crew comes in, they'll sweep it under the rug. It'll be gone. So they're going to make him schwitz a little for six months. They're going to sweat him out for six months. New York leads blockbuster antitrust lawsuits against Facebook. Yeah, right. Yeah, he gives a damn... Zuckerberg will carve $20 billion off his fortune. He wouldn't even feel it. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being so rich that if they carve $20 billion off your fortune, you don't even feel it? It just shows you how big they've gotten. And you dumb conservatives, well, it's the free market, Mike. He's just practicing free market. Are you crazy? The entire antitrust division of the U.S. Justice Department was created to stop people from Zuckerberg and from Musk and the others becoming so powerful. Don't you get it? No, apparently not. You've been brainwashed so much that you right-wingers don't even care that guys like Brent Bozell and CNS and so-called Prague University took PPS money, and the next second they talked about small government. That's all. That's a big sentence there. What else do you want to talk about? How about your calls? Let's get to the callers. That's all. Let's go to David in Connecticut. David, you're calling about has the country moved to the left? Your opinion counts. Go ahead, please. Yes, definitely so. Now, here's an example that was in today's Wall Street Journal, New York, uh, Greater New York edition. Suffolk County has been Republican for as long as I've known Suffolk County, which is on the far east side of uh, Long Island. In um, 2016, Trump um, handily beat Hillary uh, by 80,000 votes. This year, his margin over Biden was 230 votes. Suffolk County has police officers, escapees from New York City, etc. Law and order people. It should be uh, reliable. Corre- all right, well, so let's analyze this. W- where do you think those votes came from? You know and I know that Suffolk County was flooded with illegal aliens. Is that correct? Yes, but I don't think that's where the vote's coming from, Michael. I really All right, that's a that's a fair enough response. Do you think the police and the firemen who retire there are now suddenly anti-Trump? No, I think there aren't enough of them, and many of them have fled to Florida. So the ex- oh, right, right. They're all in Fort Lauderdale. And then to Florida. Right. So you're saying that once conservative areas have moved to the left, and your example is Suffolk County, correct? All right. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. That's a nice example. Not a, it's, it's rational. It's rational. Let's go to Boston, where Justin awaits us on the Savage Nation. Boston, Justin, go ahead. Your analysis has the country moved to the left. 
Yes, sir, I believe it has. And uh, frankly, as a millennial, um, I would just say that we're kind of stuck in a purgatory between high schoolers and adults because every couple of years we keep getting stomped on, new rules coming in place, and we just can't get up off the mat. So essentially, linking it back to your initial point, a black market has already existed in liberal places, especially decently educated places like our own. We do our own thing. I mean, it's all based on feeling and everything, so there's no logic or accountability, frankly, unless the individual has scruples and ethics. But, I mean, we have lost all faith in any sort of authoritative figures, and it's, well, they've made jokes out of themselves, basically, so we do our own thing. As long as we don't get pinched or we don't... When, when, you say, when you say you do your own thing, you mean what? Your own underground restaurants, for example? I don't know what you're referring to, if you want to be specific. Everyone around here from, from you know gambling in this area because the state is locked down but you can drive 15 minutes over the border and lose all your money i mean where we're, we're over the border to where rhode island you can drive into rhode island from Boston, from massachusetts and you can go gamble lose all your money 15 minutes away but well rhode island's been run by the uh you know i gotta touch my eyebrow when i say what that's about Oh, yeah, that place is fun, though, for your 18th and 21st birthday. That's like 19... 19- oh, Rhode Island's, uh, you know, every well-known. You know, you touch the eyebrow when you say Rhode Island. Oh, yeah. The Black, the black Hand runs uh, Rhode Island. It has for a long time. So they, they, they have... To, what, they have open casinos or what, Indian casinos? They have Indian casinos. The biggest one's in northern Connecticut, which is Foxwoods, and they basically just bankrupt everyone in New England. <laughs> Are they open? Are these casinos open during the COVID lockdowns? Oh, absolutely. Of course they are. Oh, they are. Oh, what? They have their own laws? You mean the virus doesn't go into an Indian reservation? I mean, Indian casino? You know what a joke this whole thing is? Yeah, it's stupid. That's what I'm saying. We have no respect after the 08 crash. After the, I mean, my earliest recollection of elections was the 2000 election with Al Gore and hearing about dimpled and all this other garbage. So, I mean, we frankly, if, uh, the way I look at it in my generation is baby boomers are a generation of sociopaths. And they basically. <laughs> well, there's certainly enough hypocrisy among. Well, wait a minute. Let's deal with the hypocrisy amongst the fake conservatives in the radio business. That's my specialty. How could people who scream about small government line up for PPP money the next day without a straight face going there and talk about small government? I stand for. I'm a libertarian. I stand for small government. I'm Brent Bozell of CNS. I'm Dennis Prager at Prager University. Who listens to them? Do you millennials listen to that crap? No, no, no. My, my idiot friends who think they're conservative listen to Mickey Mouse on Laughing Gas, and I tell them that dude is an auctioneer high on cocaine or crack. That guy gives me a migraine when I'm trying to rip a joint. I mean, seriously, this guy's a pain. He's an idiot. And I mean, the, the, <laughs> with the... Uh, well, I do hope that... You, you know, hey, guys, we have, a new, we have a new volunteer now to be one of my regular callers to my podcast. We're going to use Jimmy from Brooklyn as one. Justin from Boston, my leftist millennial, would you like to be regularly on my podcast come January? It would be an honor, sir. I jumped off the, off the boat for the uh, Ozark Media Company. I'm 100%, 100% listening to you, sir. <laughs> All right. I'll let Jim, 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 get this guy's number. I'm not kidding, Justin. You know, I know you're to the left. I know you're a millennial, but I also know you're a skeptic. You're very independent-minded. It'd be fun to hear from him regularly. Jim, would you get his name and number? Jim, uh, Jim just collapsed. He said, I can't. No, Jim's joking. He's getting it. All right. Yeah. So the millennials are all to the left. That we know. We know that the right doesn't exist, by and large, on the, on the, uh, in the media. It's all fakers. They're all fakers. They're all laughing all the way to the bank. 
One of them used to collect sound for me with, with the other syndicator. He used to be a sound collector. Now he's like a big, gigantic hit. He's pulled the wool over everyone's eyes. Look, I got to hand it to him. He's a good actor. Studies suggest plastic face shields don't protect you from COVID. Who wears that stupid? When the restaurants were still open here, I went to one the other night before they closed. The guy came over with a face shield on. He, he was about six foot five. He was like a fan. I didn't know. So he was with his wife and kids. Nice looking guy. Nice family. I'm eating there alone. Like, with have a tray of bread on my table. So the guy is standing there with a, a plastic face shield, spritzing me. And his, like, spittle is going down from the mask onto my bread. And he's telling me how much he admires me, loves me. And I'm wincing. I'm leaning back. And the more he talks, I'm leaning back in my seat. And he's talking to me with the, with the face shield. And I have to be nice. I said, thank you very much. I'm glad to hear from And he doesn't stop. When the minute he leaves, I asked the Mexican waiter to come over, the bus boy. I said, could you please change my bread? I said, that guy came over with a shield and was giving me a spritz job with the droplets in the bread. Jesus, what I mean, what are they wearing plastic face shields for? The latest thing that really gets me weird is these old ladies now with masks covering their faces with dark glasses on. It's like the Ku Klux Klan running around now. I feel like I'm in a cult. You see these old white women with complete face coverings and dark glasses on. Not just glasses to protect the eyes, but dark glasses, like blind people glasses. I feel like I'm in a cult of like weird people everywhere I go. It's like madness now. I don't think the country will recover from this soon. The uh, peopleophobia that's coming. And they're talking about aliens now from another planet. I don't have time to worry about intergalactic. My friend Jack Sarfati said I could use his real name. Jack's been into this alien stuff since he's seven. He's a Jewish kid from Brooklyn, got his PhD, physics professor, brilliant guy, but he's a total believer in the alien thing. He works for defense and intelligence agencies on this stuff. How does he do that? I don't even understand this field. Why is it of any interest to anybody when we have aliens in the gubernatorial office, in the governor's office, in the mayor's office? Why do we have time to even think about intergalactic aliens when we have them everywhere you turn? Who has time for this? But he does. That's what he does. He sits there with numbers and physics. and Well, maybe we'll get Jack on the show Friday to talk about the aliens, what they look like. Do they cook? Do they keep kosher? Are they Catholics up there? What are they? they have a religion? They believe in anything? Do they treat their animals better than we do? Are there animals in the other galaxies? Do we not hunt them up there? Do they torture them? Do you have people going in caves and shooting mother bears and baby bears in the name of conservation up there like down here? This madhouse hell that we've created on Earth? Shooting bears now in New Jersey. You see that? They went out and shot 32 bears yesterday. Isn't that nice? Very brave to go shoot a bear in the head with a high-powered rifle. I, I don't understand the, the world that I'm living in. Maybe hunting is important when you need it for food. But even that, I'm telling you the truth. When I watched that Alaska show, half the time I wish they fell through the ice and died. Did you ever watch that on that show, that Alaskan wilderness shows? There he is with a high-powered rifle or the Inuit with a daughter teaching her to kill a, an elk. You got to admire it on one hand. On the other hand, I feel bad for the elk. What can I say? I ate chicken last night. Someone cut its throat. I get it. I ate the chicken, and I didn't have guilt over eating the chicken. But I do. I. What can I say to you? It's very complex being a meat-eating human. It's a complicated riddle. 
you could go back. You could say we're adapted for it. You could also say we're not adapted for it. You could say we could live on pure vegetarianism. It doesn't mean... You go to, here's what I want to say to you, those of you on that whole, whole issue. Go to a slaughterhouse once and stay there for one hour and listen to the cows and look at them as they're lined up to be killed. Just do that once, but don't run away after the first cow has his throat, uh, the head shot with the 22 in the head. I saw the cow turning to its friends, its friend cows as they were lining it up to execute it. And I saw the, the cow lose its bowels out of fear as you would in a death camp. And I saw the other cows screaming and crying and slipping on blood. Go and watch that for 10 minutes and tell me if you'd like a juicy steak afterwards. Get back to me, would you please? And by the way, while you're at it, what do the aliens eat? Do they eat each other? Do they eat le- lesser aliens up there in uh, the galaxy, Jack? Jack, have you check- checked out the diet? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that call on Friday, but right now I must take a break. Savage. This is Michael Savage. It's not Fang Fang. Uh, we are talking about has the country moved to the left? So I posted the question not only on the show today, but also on my Twitter feed. And here are some of the replies. Adam Fergang says, I had this very thought that there has been some sort of political inversion or something. And also that everyone has shifted left. Even the right is leaning left now. Two left feet. Hmm. And then someone says, uh, no, I think the pendulum has remained somewhere around the center. I think the Trump loss, along with unexpected GOP House gains, speaks to that, says Mikiana Runner. Let's see. Max says, just in major metro areas, the south and flyover states are still center right. And of course, this is what's been going on. Emmy Moore says, yes, Dr. Savage, it has been incremental for 60 years, frog and boiling pot. Dominion says yes. The media has. Not sure about the population. One says no. I'll tell you what's really worrisome to me. We have so rolled over to these low-life bureaucrats with the masks and letting them destroy our businesses that they can do anything that they want now. They know that. So many of you are like, oh, yeah, they're not coming for my guns. Bull crap. You'll turn it over faster than you turn over your wife if they asked you to. If these same left-wing fanatics who can do this to you without any force whatsoever make you wear a mask, shut your business and go broke, and then they said to you, turn your gun in by next Tuesday and your ammunition, you would do it. Say, oh, no, I want, I'm, a, I'm John Wayne. You're not John Wayne. You're Jane Wyman. You're not John Wayne. You'll do just what they did in Pol Pot's Cambodia before they were put into the work camps. They complied. They went and put their guns in the trucks on the corner. Then after that, they were powerless to do what the meatballs and the meatballettes wanted to do to them. And then they started to put those who wouldn't comply in re-education camps, work camps. But I'm getting ahead of myself. I recognize you can only go so far in talk radio because there's too many points of reference that I have that are not commonly shared. It's a product of many years of study, many years of knowledge, many years of education, and the willingness to speak out that give me my unique perspective. And it's sometimes too far ahead of the, uh, the audience. I, I'm not trying to put you down. I'm just saying that the audience is not necessarily with every one of my thoughts, even if they might agree with me if I explained it. And I throw out so many ideas like sparks off a, a wheel, uh, a grinding wheel, that many people just say, okay, that's interesting watching the sparks, but I don't know what the hell he's talking about. 
right now. It's not that I'm so smart. I just have a lot of ideas. We've covered the main ones today. The vaccine dangers. Has the country moved to the left? And um, things of that nature. Caravans of ill, sick, broke, unskilled hordes at the U.S. border about to come in. Can you believe this? And whatever happened to my body, my choice, all you lesbian feminists? Why are you trying to jab us? The Westwood One Podcast Network.